Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan in the studio today. Got a full house. Joined by Callum, Alan, James, and Christian's in the studio as well. Christian uh, producer, producer, producer Christian. Role. Producer <laughs> Christian. How you going, Christian? <laughs> He's doing well. He's giving us, he's giving us a silent thumbs up. Producer only. As a producer would. You know, <laughs> he boys trying to shut us down and make it. sure we don't get too much. He puts his name on things so they get made. Yeah, otherwise, that's, that's all. His name so carries he, weight in the studio. And so that he can uh, take uh, some uh, credits as he retires. So, tonight's episode... get the residuals. Tonight's episode is going to be a little different because... It's loosey-goosey tonight. As you all know, listeners, there's not a lot going on in Hollywood right now. There's not a lot of releases. That's a lie, all right? Kong versus Godzilla. We still haven't watched it yet, We haven't watched it, but it's the big thing. Well, we also haven't talked about the Snyder Cut. As a huge Godzilla fan, no one cares. I don't care. Look, there is stuff to talk about, but nothing that we think is important enough for us to... Also... Uh, divert yeah. from our schedules to kind of yeah. make time also because like we had the big Lord of the Rings 3 it's yeah. like it's like kind of tiring you do a big focus uh, no. so so what we're going to do what we're going to do this <laughs> week is we're just going to have a discussion about what's, jealous. You what we've there. been watching what's been going on yes and stuff like that and no I rules. first but, to relate to last week's episode yeah uh Keen Lord of the Rings fans will notice that the Russian adaptation yes. of Lord of the Rings has finally been found. The Soviet Lord of the Rings TV show, which it's you know uh, I haven't we, I haven't watched it though. To be fair, it's on YouTube. I skimmed it. Yeah, it, yeah. there's no subtitles, so you <laughs> can't really difficult. watch well, it. You know, yeah. he's saying Comrade Frodo, Comrade Frodo. You know. Yeah, I understood <laughs> that. <laughs> the ring is ours. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the meat is vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's you know how we always say, oh, it's like they listen to our show, like talking about Disney or whatever. It's like. I can't believe as soon as we did the Lord of the Rings episode, synchronicity, the, yeah. yeah, the whatever Russian bunker they found that footage <laughs> in, and it's pretty good quality too. Like yeah, it's, it's not so strange, yeah, but Very um, strange, yeah. It's it's I mean it's what you expect from like that. I don't know because I, I think I asked you like when we were watching Lord of the Rings. I wonder what it would be like if Tarkovsky had. Uh, Tarkovsky, Tarkovsky uh, would yeah. have made um, Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, I think we have a kind of an answer. It, mm, yeah. Strange. Uh, yeah, except, it, I mean... <laughs> and cheap looking. Yeah, it basically, <laughs> it, it looks like a 70s Doctor Who episode. Like it was filmed on with video or another. <laughs> yeah, with even less budget. <laughs> But yeah, that that was that was a lot of fun. I wish I could. I wish. I hope someone does fan subtitles. Then we That'd can be watch, interesting. I'd watch it. Yeah, we could watch it on the projector. Yeah, <laughs> it looked horrible. Part four, part four of our series. Yeah, yeah. the uh, <laughs> the Russian version. Uh, look, Tom Bombadil is in the Russian version. Oh really? So <laughs> oh, exciting purists. Um, I guess I'll so, start at a soft tonight. Um, I've been watching an interesting movie. Uh, I would call it we're not going to talk about it too much because we're going to save it yeah. for like a different special episode yeah but I watched Al Pacino's Cruising which is a it's called a um, what it's, I guess it's billed as like an erotic thriller um, but there's a serial killer in 1970s New York mm. um, targeting uh, men of a certain homosexual subculture yeah uh, the heavy leather scene and um, it's Al Pacino has to go in deep cover to sort of catch this serial killer and I consider it a classic. Yeah, um, it's, it's not one that was on my radar, especially. And it's a. Oh, de- I've been meaning to watch it for over a decade. And it's uh, it's a movie. I'm really surprised Al Pacino. They got yeah. him to. Oh, it, it's like I said to you. It's like '70s Al Pacino. Like this is prime. Like you know, still great 
Yeah, you but know, risk taking, like not a lot of yeah. A list actors, no. I would have thought would sign up for yeah. a role like this. But, is very this confronting. Is, yeah, but this you think of like it, it was a different different era. Like seventies, just more gr- grungy and edgy yeah. and it's, it's gritty. definitely. This reminds me of like a neo noir kind yeah. of dark. Like I think Nathan compares it to Eight Millimeter, which is accurate. Yeah, uh, it's like a grungy noir thriller. Um, mm. And I just like the more I sit with this movie, the more I think it's very impactful. The more I have, like, more I see yeah, it's you worth. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. Well, I was um, talking to before the show, and we we'll, we'll be discussing it, and I said it's one of those interesting movies, which b- because it's it has a sense of realism that you don't really get in a lot of like like detective yeah. thriller movies. It's really vul- there's a lot of vulnerability in it, mm. uh, because we'll talk about the details why because it's it's a bit of a subject to go into. It. There's a lot to unpack. We'll do that another yeah. another time. But yeah. uh, it's it's very authentic and that's a, that's why i think it's very impactful mm. there's uh, a there's a yeah. ju- there's a real truth to it well it's one of the only movies i've seen on netflix so like you know they have the little like um when you start a movie it has like the rating and then like yeah the, yeah and it's got r18 it's just like high impact that's all it says <laughs> is high impact <laughs> themes and it says nothing else and you don't even aside from the murder you don't really see that much yeah it's just it's very um, uncomfortable it's the very am- uncomfortable it makes yeah. you feel uncomfortable it makes you feel threatened yeah not not because of like it, it's a very, it was made in a very we'll say homophobic time yeah. in New York. You know the cops would just beat you yeah. know the cops would beat gay people, in but the it's street also, and they the, would do the, all these other things. Was but, it was it still illegal in 1980? I don't I don't, I don't know. think so. When the movie but came no, out, one of the so. one of the things that interests me that which I think actually increases the impact artificially mm. is the way it's shot. It's very cold yeah, looking. Cinematography it's very is harsh looking film. Yeah. So when you you take these same scenes and if you give them a warmer lighting, like maybe like a, oh, a yeah. like a dressed up set instead mm. of like that cold authentic set location, mm. uh, I think that people would feel a, a little less threatened. But yeah. because it's like I said, it's very raw. Yeah, it has well, that I mean, in your face a- well, aspect to it. Oh, even if you take the um, we'll sort of say the um, the themes outside of it, the um, controversial sort of subject matter, mm. it's just a very effective thriller. Yeah, like there's a serial killer hunting people in this specific niche of the gay community in New York at the time. Um, it's like, and these there were killings actually happening when this movie was being made that spurred yeah. on the, the it's movie like to inspired get inspired by a true story. It's it was it's inspired by a book. It's based on a book. Yeah, but the book the book the book's a little different because it was made like ten years previously. Oh, this okay. specific so subculture. The... That, yeah, the specific subculture that the movie deals with didn't exist at the time. Okay, so it was different. Same story, but different. Oh, so they used the framework. They and... used the framework of the okay. book, but right before the movie was being made, um, like they sort of they kept trying to make this movie. And they just couldn't find a way to make it work. Mm. And then these killings started happening in this um, the heavy leather scene in New York yeah. in um, nineteen, like I guess it would be in the late seventies. Yeah. Um, and there was like six gay men were murdered in like a short amount of time by they reckon one dude. Mm. Um, and an actual New York police officer was sent deep undercover. So it's a movie both based on a book yeah. and also based and on... reappropriated a, for a true story. A true story. Yeah. So it doesn't say it's based on a true story, but the events that happen in yeah, the movie are basically... By, yeah. it, it's based on a true story as well. Yeah. So it's like they've taken both and successfully merged it into like a, a motion picture. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a dangerous movie. Yeah. I like it. There, yeah. We it, were, chal- it challenges you. We were talking about, there's not a lot of movies that are like, like really it was, it was made in dangerous. 1980, but it still feels dangerous. Yeah. Like you're yeah. seeing something you shouldn't. Yeah. Cause uh, we, we've talked about like, no one's really pushing the envelope like they were back then. 
except for a few key, you know, directors yeah. or, you know. And those directors aren't trying to make movies to, you know, or guess win over all of the box office. You know, this was a movie yeah. that was obviously it was never going to, at the time especially, it was yeah. never going to be an amazing blockbuster hit, but they tried. Yeah. Like it or, wasn't aimed I mean, at a specific niche audience. Yeah. But also, like, it's something we talk about every week about how, like, cruising would have been, like, you know, Al Pacino was a big star. Like, it would have been a mainstream movie to an extent. <laughs> and it probably just whereas would have offended now, a lot of people. Yeah, whereas like, now that movie would barely get a Netflix, really. Like, Netflix, yeah, yeah. that's it. But, I mean, look, I applaud, it's on Netflix at the moment in Australia. And I, yeah. it's, I applaud Netflix for oh, yeah, getting but, the rights to show it, at least. Yeah. Because it's something yeah. I wouldn't have thought would have you know if i'm a marketing oh, guy in no, Australia, no, I'm remember, like, remember netflix they just grab whatever you yeah, know yeah. you got the rights we get the rights you know yeah. so, so yeah, i don't think it was a specific no, uh, purchase no. or whatever the word is when they yeah. get stuff on well alum's our special guest in the studio today have you been watching anything interesting yes, that you think yes. is worthy of discussion yes i have the snyder cut oh uh, here we go watched the snyder cut all right you know, I've watched color like... or black and white there's any important <laughs> thing yeah look we're watching it in color we're not being that silly four way three silly um but for your second watch you're watching <laughs> yeah i'll probably watch it uh, <laughs> and we can have the we live in a society <laughs> see um, but obviously i don't think everyone's completely no, 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 no i'm halfway yeah, i'm halfway in I I have I don't care, Alan. This is your this is your time to shine. Go ahead. All I want to say is I feel because obviously people believe that this would vindicate um, Zack Snyder and and Snyderverse, and and it kind of it has, but at the same time, it was never going to be some kind of like massive, really good movie. Like it's much better than what Joss Whedon did. Yeah, uh, including the fact that he ended up reshooting scenes to do basically really misogynistic things and yeah stuff like that. it's a shame because hasn't it come out that Joss Whedon is kind of not a nice guy? No, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, which I thought he was supposed to be one of those really like happy yeah. kind of people love to work with him. And he's been he's done some really important stuff in fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. So that's real sad. Yeah, apparently he's a huge dick. So, <laughs> that, you know, that's he's not happening anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alan, please continue. Um, yeah, yeah, go. But obviously, like, everyone's argued that having it run for like four hours, you can never do that in the cinema. Yeah, and that's true, um, but it provides very much necessary, um, we'll call it pre-information um, for Cyborg, for Flash, yeah, or Flash, Char- character right, building, yeah. character building definitely for Cyborg. He gets a ton of scene where you end up seeing his mother, seeing the accident. Yeah, that um, that was something that was definitely yeah. lacking. And when you yeah. when you consider that, obviously the Cyborg film or the Flash film hadn't come out when the Justice League was released and still haven't come out. Yeah, like having those characters thrown in. Um, even uh, Aquaman didn't come out then, did it? Uh, no, that was after. after exactly. Yeah, Aquaman was so, after. So you bring yeah. out three characters with basically no backstory. No backstory. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that, that was the whole DC's problem: is they were rushing it, and they were like, "We're we going to catch do, up. Yeah, we we're, have an we're going to do Justice League before we've in- yeah. introduced." <laughs> which I which I still maintain they could have done if they got a good writer and director, which they didn't do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you look. You, you could have, have done a reverse Marvel, like do a, Justice League yeah, and then do. You can all have the, the standalone films after, so yeah. after the mm. events of Justice League. That that's not a problem, but you still need to introduce the characters. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, know, do we have to introduce them? I feel like at a certain is, point. This is, yeah, this is a this is a big uh, sticking point for me. Where I was, origin stories are really boring. Oh no, I don't mean introduce. I don't want to see the characters. No, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, introduce them in the movie. Yeah, but I think what's the last kind of well, have we had prior cinematic stuff for? Um, Aquaman, The Flash, and Cyborg. No, but no. that's what I'm Films. saying. That's what I'm saying is because 
there are characters who aren't they're well known but you know not not mainstream audiences wouldn't know what's flash's origin what's aquaman's Look, origin let's be honest and i've always maintained that even if you're a, a, a mainstream moviegoer who's not into comics and that just having flash start out as the flash is perfectly fine if you need who to cares do an origin, how flash became flash? yeah if you need to do an origin you can do it in two minutes yeah like yeah. it but can be like i understand why they have to do the origin but for for Batman and Superman and Spider-Man, if they do another origin, like, that is not... Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's not, absolutely not necessary. Yeah. I've, like... But for, like, Cyborg or whatever, that, that obviously... And in yeah. terms of how Cyborg behaves, that kind of thing, it gives you a lot more, I guess, better context. Yeah. And his overall relationship with his father is far better fleshed out. Yeah. Um, in the Snyder Cut, compared to... How he was, you know, in uh, we'll call it the, the cinematic the release. weed and the, yeah. the weed and crap. Um, so the, yeah, I I personally enjoyed it. I think it was much better. Was it an extravagant film thing? No, uh, it still wasn't that. Yeah, uh, and people, I'm, I'm assuming some people were expecting that. I wasn't. It's it's had an interesting reception because uh, keep in mind we did not really like the Justice League at all. No, it was terrible. Um, uh, we we thought it was it was frankly just a silly. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, he's going to fix everything. And yeah. I, <laughs> Nope. And a lot of pe- the, what interested me was a lot of people tricked themselves into thinking yeah. it did actually fix everything. It, and if you didn't like what Snyder brought to the Justice League, yeah. my understanding is he doubles down on what he brought exactly. to that. So there's, lot, there's a lot more slow-mo. Yeah. Like his, his, there's a lot more like the fact, edgy takes. Yeah, the fact that there is a black and white cut kind of shows you how tone deaf <laughs> and... Uh, like, I will applaud Zack Snyder for showing the movie in 4.3, though. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, for the IMAX yeah. scene. No, yeah. even in no, the whole film. The whole movie's in 4.3. Yeah. <laughs> it's in 4.3. No, I, it's, a good, it's a good thing because you get the intended... With the black bars yeah. on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, if you're watching it on a projector, maybe it's pretty good. No, I want to be watching it on the telly, but it's... um. I mean, I've always said, you know, things Use should the be in the original yeah. aspect and that ratio. Was the, and that was the original aspect so, ratio of the movie. So I don't know why. Technically, we're seeing more of the movie in the Snyder Cut. I mean, we, we've top always and bottom. Yeah. We've always championed uh, viewing things the way the director envisioned it. Yeah. And I guess Snyder envisioned 4-3. <laughs> it's no, like, it's a risky choice. Um, you know, unfortunately... I mean, it's no lighthouse, but... Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, Binge also has it in, like, the worst picture quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Like, splotches and stuff. And yeah, like, like the black... Yeah, Rupert black black crushing, like... That's something... Like, like that, I have a 100 um, megabit connection. I don't need yeah. to see black crushing pixels. That's something we need like, to talk about how, you know, like... Because you know, Warner Brothers and HBO, uh, they own HBO Max in the US, which is their streaming service, which we, and it's, it's we don't... Do- it's in Dolby Vision our, yeah, in they, America. When, they, when they're releasing things in cinemas and they're releasing it on HBO Max at the same time, but they're also releasing it in Dolby Vision 4K... But because we have the Rupert Murdoch dodgy Foxtel binge, which is our equivalent of HBO Max, there's it's no a, Dolby it's Vision, HBO no 4K. Max from Wish.com. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, and they're not doing the thing where they're releasing it in cinema and the mo- and, and the like, streaming at the same time, which I, is... I even tweeted at them. I'm like, you know, is there a way you know, in Australia to get it in 4K. Yeah. And they're like, no, we do FHD. It's like full HD. It's like... What? Full HD is like yeah, so it's like, 2000... No, that's, that's oh, literally seven. the response. <laughs> that's literally the response I get. No, we do full HD. It's like, that's not <laughs> that's what a, you think. It's such a boomer, it's now, such a boomer It's a boomer response. thing. But also, if someone tells you you get the full HDs now, I'm assuming you mean 4K. 
Yeah, it's like I mean, Ultra HD is technically the full HD. Yeah. You're getting standard high definition. Yeah. Right? Full, you're not getting the full high definition. Yeah. Technically, if you want to be anal about it, yeah. I'm getting the full HD. I expect 4K. Yeah. Because now 4K is the full HD. Yeah. Standard HD is. I guess that's HD. why they called it Ultra, so you can d- yeah, distinguish it anyway, from full. Yeah. It's not a good viewing experience um, in Australia. Yeah. Um, on a slightly related note, yep. they want David Ayer wants to make an Ayer cut of. The Suicide Squad. Oh now. God, please don't. And he said, everyone gets cut. You get everyone gets cut. I'm get down it. for it. If it's on streaming, I'm down for it. Nah, man. Like let like, people do what they actually want. Actually, release cuts of films that need it and like would like the would cats, benefit. like the cats, we, like the cats. We want, we want, a, six, we want yeah. a six hour cut of The Irishman on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I think that the Snyder cut was needed personally. Well, it was. It was never going to cure issues like Snyder has a boner for. Or scenes of you know slow slow motion. Yeah, that was never going to cure that. Look, if anything, it increased. He made it. Worse. <laughs> yeah. so that, that was good. The reason like, the reason the Snyder cut's different is because he had a personal tragedy and he had to stop making it like halfway through. So he didn't. Oh get, yeah, but yeah. It, the, so Joss, I, the yeah the theatrical version. And I, I think if his version is better, like actual well, objectively it, better, which it probably it, is. No, no, but like the, to sort of tie into that, it's it's not that it's gonna. It was never gonna be better, and we all knew that. No, but better the than fact the that he, The fact that he product is closed. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. He got to it's, finish his version. The theatrical version was a bad movie. The Snyder cut was never gonna be good. It was probably not even gonna be better than the theatrical version. It was just gonna be different and more close to Snyder's original vision. But I guess it is nice that because he had to leave the project and because Joss Whedon reshot and rewrote most of it and they yeah. gutted it, I guess it is nice that he got to finish his version, even if it is still bad and shouldn't yeah, have ever I think be made. Nobody, yeah, I'm not saying that every director should be able no. to have their five-hour no. cut the more of whatever movie yeah. they want. I think the more interesting question to be asking is not what cuts can we get. It's are the studios learning... It's- from like the, yeah, the demand it's not to for cut, his cut in the first place, it's it's maybe give directors more power yeah. and stop like you know less less cooks yeah. as you would say in the or, kitchen. Yeah, or build build it in earlier in in the production and do a Lord of the Rings thing where you got the theatrical version and then you got the extended yeah. cut later. Include different, especially cuts. with streaming now, it's much easier to yeah. release and you get more buzz. You get more subscription. That's right. And you get more physical media sales if that's what they they want to do as well. So that will be more interesting if they if they grow if the studios grow some balls and are like, yeah, we obviously can't have a four hour cut in the yeah. theater. Have because like the main can't. cut. Yeah, like Blade the Runner. You know how we all talk about Blade Runner. Well, it's that's like that's thing. different. No, but I mean like we all like the final cut. Yeah, but there's multiple versions that people can watch yeah. if they but want. But what to. I'm talking about is more close to the Lord of the Rings thing, where it's like there's the theatrical version. And there's the extended version. You can watch both. Both are good. But obviously one is just the one that they couldn't release in the cinema because yeah. it was too big, too long. Yeah, like people would get tired sitting in those seats watching Frodo look around the Elf City. Oh, I, honestly, <laughs> like I've said this before, the, the longer the better. Like, hook it to my veins, give me the six-hour cut. Like, it doesn't yeah. bother me. I don't need an intermission even, you know? Like, But obviously for most cinema well, we're, goers... We're not the not... average cinema exactly. audience. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah no yeah for for yeah for while most we're people. on while we're on Alan's um Alan's turn, um we watched a movie recently called Bad Trip on Netflix. We did. We oh, did. you watched it? Yeah. Oh, it uh, what did yeah, you, what did you think of that? Well, I was drunk. Well, no, I wasn't drunk. I was inebriated, <laughs> and inebriated Alan appreciates comedy far more. Um, man, was I laughing the whole time. As someone who was sober. It was very very funny. <laughs> yeah. Just um, what was his name? Uh, Eric, Eric Andre. Eric Andre. 
Um, because obviously I was told some things about how the movie is set out. Yeah. Where he's obviously in the know, they're recording everything, but the reaction around him is yeah. genuine. genuine public reaction. Yeah. Oh, turned out to be a great time. Um, and I think it's that impractical jokers yeah. thing too, where it's like, yeah, Not it's like they're, yeah. they're pulling jokes on yeah. each other or they're the butt of the joke, but the audience is never yeah. um, the victim. Targeted, yeah. yeah. They're not the, targeted. The pranks are mostly yeah. ha- or harmless, quote unquote. Mostly, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's sort of the <laughs> audience reaction. Have to go the safety word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not, yeah. It, it's nice to see, you know, a, a, say a more modern trend now of these sort of prank or yeah, sort of but I think what's also really interesting about Bad Trip is that it's the only movie I can think of that I've seen that's like a conventional narrative film, but with real people instead of actors. And yeah. ex- except for your core cast, as Eric Andre, Little Little Rel, Howry. You trying to say that Bora did not have a conventional story, sir? So- he I mean, yeah, but it was end. more it was more mockumentary. Yeah, yeah that's true. Bad Trip is not a mockumentary. Right, right, yeah. It's like a, a, road, it's a road trip, trip movie. Film It's a buddy movie. About yeah. a guy trying to hook up with his high school sweetheart or whatever. Borat was commissioned by the Kazakhstan yeah. government yeah. to make a documentary and he's about making, America. There's a cameraman, like they acknowledge the cameraman. They acknowledge there's like there's a a meta quality to it. This is just a normal story. Bad trip is like it's a narrative it's like a story driven narrative yeah. and there's character it's more closer to your mainstream buddy co- uh, yeah. Yeah. it's like they get yeah. dialogue but they get it from people who aren't aware of the script kind of thing it's like they just keep like you see at the end how they do the yeah, yeah. The, the vacuum gag a few times until they well, get the reaction I was, um, they want. I watched some uh, Netflix Film Club had some good stuff on YouTube on mm. this and um, they were talking to Eric Andre and there's some really funny scenes on YouTube that they didn't include in the movie. Yeah, deleted. Um, uh, deleted scenes that they just didn't use because yeah. it wasn't as funny put into yeah, the yeah, yeah. entire film. Um, they did all the pranks they did three times on okay. average um, and they used like the best reactions yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I find really interesting about it. It's not like other prank, like Impractical Jokers. Is like it's the show, but then in yeah. bet- in between the pranks, it's just there's the uh, the narrative of like how they got to the next place and started the prank, and then the prank starts and it's just the show, yeah. like the hidden camera. Yeah. Whereas this is like the whole movie is like it's like a normal movie except. No one knows they're in the movie except for a couple of actors. <laughs> the uh, the finger trap uh, just. <laughs> that, that Although cute. it got it I got do... peak it got peak Borat at the end though when they're in um when they're the oh and the they're white dancing and the they're white, dancing. that white chick scene was funny that was a good way to end it. I, I do like the the musical sequence yeah. where it's like this <laughs> yeah. is what this is what would happen if uh, like people started singing. Yeah, yeah that lady that like, lady's like covering her face out of yeah. embarrassment. I do like the old man on the the park he's bench. He's like, he's in love. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how like Borat makes you like hate humanity because it it shows how racist and despicable people are. Well, at the but same a time, movie, Borat too. I yeah, mean, you can see where the, there uh, are, the, the the what do you call them? Um, what were they? The uh, the babysitter lady when he went started living with those rednecks and he ordered yeah, oh yeah yeah, the, yeah 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 and there was also the the lady who was like taking care of the daughter and like there are there are gen, genuinely to be fair, good people I, I'm not defending but, anyone in the original Borat yeah but but Sacha Baron Cohen's approach was a lot more confrontational confrontational <laughs> yeah. than Eric Andre's where Eric but that's Con- what I'm saying is Borat is like highlighting 
like the worst in people. Yeah. Yeah. But he also goes up Whereas... to people with a live chicken on the subway. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. I'm not but saying everyone... that as a joke. I'm just saying yeah. that when he does something, it's to provoke yeah. the exactly. audience. And but bad yeah. trip is like it's the every, opposite. Yeah, everyone came out pretty. Looking yeah, pretty good. Yeah, well, but that's what Eric Andre the guy that pulled a knife when they had the uh, yeah, the finger trap. Yeah, oh, Eric, yeah, 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 but Eric yeah. Andre didn't. But okay, very, yeah. they're, they're, like Bar- Sasha Baron Cohen's comedy in Borat is a lot meaner. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like a different yeah, yeah, it's kind a different of movie. kind of movie. And, and like uh, Eric, even even when Eric Andre was doing something crazy, no one really reacted yeah, in yeah. a way that was completely. They um well Eric Andre said of the movie they you know they set out to show like the the say the participants mm. in a sympathetic light to yeah. show the good in people yeah. And yeah, it, it sort of had an uplifting message. I really liked it. Yeah, it's like somewhere in the cutting room floor. There's like a scene where somebody pulled a gun. Yeah, well, no, there's probably there's probably if you watch stuff. if you watch the um the, the interviews with Eric Andre, they they had a safe word. The safe word was popcorn. Yeah, and um they had to use it quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, that I love the story of how he tricks his fans too, because obviously, yeah, they, he, in the he, movie he talks about how they targeted um in you know, using the words no one's really a target, yeah, but to interact within their scenes to build this move the story forward, they used middle aged women mostly, yeah. people who wouldn't know who Eric Andre was, yeah, and so like all like the kids and the college and the hipsters who knew who he was, yeah, they didn't shoo them away, but they yeah. took them to a spot outside of where they were filming, yeah. And then after filming was done, Eric Andre hang out with he, they hung out with him for a little bit. Oh, that's bit. cool. So it's like even like the way they were shooting, it's like yeah, it's public, but like if you hang around here for a little bit, yeah, it's like he'll come and hang it's out like, with you. Yeah, it's like look, we'll give you, yeah. yeah, we'll give you what you want. It's just yeah. don't ruin the, just movie. don't ruin the take. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. filming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah. like they set out and like all the takes were ruined. Yeah, because the kids were like, that's Eric Andre. Yeah, Holy yeah. crap. Um, and it's like, well, they had to put a system in place where yeah. it was like, just let let like let us do our thing, and then afterwards we can hang out. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. We'll buy that's you, cool. you know, we'll buy stuff. That's whatever. cool that it's they like, did that. Yeah. Um. Um. Well, also, Tiffany Haddish is just so funny. She's so good. She plays a gangster real. It's well. funny because like, she, she's quite beautiful in real life from from what I've seen. Yeah. She but gets, her she transformation. Gets, yeah, her yeah. transformation yeah. is is incredible. But like I've seen her in some really bad movies, and she's yeah. just always good. She's just one of those people who's just always funny and like always. Gives a good performance. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll be back right after this break with James's. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm I almost okay. finished. Oh, I no, almost no, no. finished. <laughs> we'll finish Alan. We'll finish we'll, Alan. We'll finish hey, Snyder cuts four hours. Alan's got to at least do a few no, more no. minutes. <laughs> the only other thing I was probably going to mention was, um, obviously, when Hellstrom first came out, it wasn't available in Australia. It was only... Hulu. Oh, I think we talked about this. Oh, yeah. That's cancelled. Yeah, and it's been cancelled yeah. already. And I'm watching it through um, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And it's like li- letting it out piecemeal. <laughs> week by week. Yeah. So it's just, it kind of hurts knowing that I'm enjoying this show. It's doomed it's, to fail. Yeah. It's, it's just they're, re- they're releasing it like it's this new yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and it's like already... It's a bit deceptive. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. yeah. So, you know, it makes me sad. I think it's probably because I like... Um, what's the word? Uh, Supernatural. <laughs> But yeah. starting Supernatural from the very, very first season, it's hard because, like I said to Callum, so many episodes... It's a commitment. Uh, like, we won't call them... Like, like, they don't canonically matter. It's just a... Monster of the Week. Yeah, but yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll change your mind on that, man. Enjoy them now. A lot, of, a lot of the Monster of the Weeks are the best Yeah, episodes. enjoy them now because when the show gets bogged down from, like, season five to season ten... Um, it's still worth watching through those... Yeah. That sort of middle period that's a bit crap. But the Monster of the Week episodes that you're not enjoying now... Yeah can be some of the greatest episodes of the show as a whole. Yeah. Like, it's still worth... I've watched every single episode, and I've loved it. It's probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Mm. But looking back, the Monster of the Week episodes are the ones that I can enjoy the most. Yeah. 
That's why it's hard. Like it's like the X Files as well. Yeah. It's hard. It's the same to, deal. It's hard to say. Oh, you should just skip to the story yeah. episodes because some of the best episodes are. Yeah, the it's 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 the thing about seeing the seeing the forest from the trees with some of these shows and yeah. monster of the week. Sometimes they're the best episodes. Yeah. But it just feels daunting being you know twenty seasons behind. Yeah, it's a, it's hard to start something yeah. when it's you know lifestyle. there's going to be yeah a lot to get through. It's worth it though. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Anyway, now we're happy to move. Oh, on. should we go to our break first? We'll, we'll be back right after this. You are back on the Tuesday review. Um, we are talking about we're just talking taking it easy this week, talking about things that we've watched. You know what we're watching, what we're looking forward to. Because we're in uh, a slow period for Hollywood. Uh, at the moment. We're all a, bit, a little bit exhausted after talking about mm. like. You know, Lord of the Rings for how six hours over yeah. the last few weeks, um, and uh, now we're up to James. What have you been watching lately, James? Well, I mean, I, I didn't bring it up. I, I watched. I finished watching this in January, um, but I didn't bring it up on the show because we had other stuff going on. Um, but I know Nathan was interested in watching it. Thirty coins. The yes. Spanish that never came to Australia. Yeah, because binge doesn't care about us. No. So it's a Spanish HBO production. So it's in Spanish, um, and it's like Mexican Spanish or like Spain. Spain no, no, Spain, it's though. like Spain, Spain. Okay. Um, and so it's like really high production value because it's HBO. It's HBO Europe. So they have they have it like a released, separate. It was released in America on HBO Max. Yeah. So we, H- ne- we never got it. Yeah. So HBO has a a Europe wing where they they make you know Nordic yeah, crime foreign, thrill and yeah, all that. And, uh, yeah. And so it's like got the hbo seal of quality but it's a spanish show set in spain um and of course they get it on hbo max we should get it on binge here but, but of course we it don't wouldn't, oh, I, I don't know how licensing works but yeah. they are the home of hbo they have all the hbo yeah. content why can't they get this i'm so, assuming it wouldn't cost them yeah. that much if so, anything uh, yeah i was sick of waiting trying to wait for it to come out on binge and i had to sail the seven seas and I watched it, and it's really good show. I really enjoyed it. If you can watch it, check it's, it out because it's got a really cool. Is it Lovecraftian almost? Yeah, it has Lovecraftian. Yeah. It's um, I mean, we should probably say the premise. It's it's like, so Judas, after betraying Jesus, was given uh, thirty silver coins, and in the lore of the show, if you if you obtain one of these coins, the dark essence or whatever, it grants you power. And so if you get all 30 coins, you can pretty much take over the world. That's interesting. And so I really like there's this sort of religious dogma, like Catholic dogma in the show. It's kind of like, you know how we always talk about Lord of the Rings and fantasy and sci-fi and there's like a law behind it. There's a law behind this show, but it's like Catholic dogma instead. Well, you're gonna you're so, gonna you're gonna laugh, but one of the this just like that, the yeah. Exorcist TV show had a lot of that kind of stuff, and it got yeah. cancelled, and I was devastated. Yeah, but I I like how like this show like you know you know in the same way a comic book or fantasy or sci-fi show is like if you get this object, you get the power from yeah. it. It has that, but it's like all the stuff we know from yeah. Uh, Catholic, Catholic dogma, school. you know. <laughs> so yeah, it'll, it'll be like the spear of Longinus, or whatever the spear that you know if you if you grant you know grants you superpowers or whatever. And so yeah. it's so got Holy this. Grail get you. One wish, anything. Come they ha- I mean, they ha- they haven't gotten the Holy Grail, but I assume it's like in other movies where it grants you uh, immortality or whatever, right? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I like that about the show. And there's this. They're like trying to stop the evil, 
you know, Illuminati inside the, yeah. the Vatican. There's like a subset of like evil bishops and cardinals who are like trying to get the 30 coins and take over the world. And it's a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm keen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, watch that. Any movies lately? Um, God, what, what's the last movie I watched? I can't even remember. Watch Lord of the Rings. And then what else did I watch? Well, while you're thinking about that, um, I watched uh, the last couple of nights. I watched uh, the original Total Recall with Arnie, made by Paul Verhoeven, mm-hmm. not from ABC, the uh, famed no. director <laughs> Paul Verhoeven. Um, and you know, it's it's as good as I remember it on one hand, but on the other hand, man, some of the set design gets cheap. Um, no, nah, man, it's nah, I know, but I'm watching it and I'm comparing it to movies that came before. So I'm thinking Blade Runner. You know, even the original yeah, but Star it, it's, Wars. It's different. It, like, it's a different visual style. Like, Ver, Verhoeven is very... Cheap? <sighs> no, no, not cheap at all. What's the word I'm There's, like, for? aluminium sheeting is, like, the interior of... Yeah, of like but it's, the, like... Like, no, like, I'm, the first half is fine. Yeah. But the second half, when they get to Mars, I feel like there's... Apart from the reactor, which looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's, like, a big decline. Yeah. And, no, I, like it, I said, I, I don't think it's because they cheaped out. I think it's the style they went yeah, with. Yeah, it's, but it's it, a deliberate kind of style, and I don't know how to explain I it. I didn't like it. Oh, I love... Total Recall is such a great movie. Yeah, oh, it's, the, it's the gore is way better oh, yeah. than I remember it being. Oh, man. So good. Um, but, And then I followed that up with... um. Stargate and you know like you yeah. know me outside of the, the show original movie, yeah. outside of the show you know Stargate's like my favourite thing to talk about yeah not in, not re- the, in real life or in movies you know, in real life the, not, the, the, not the product yeah. the actual the, idea yeah. of no, the Stargate no, but, yeah, well, the, you know, the Stargate's in the desert they yeah exactly he's laughing he's laughing like we don't go down those no no, no that's what yeah, I'm no, saying he's not talking about the show and movie he's talking about the actual Stargate you know, yeah. So that's like one of the things I love thinking about is portals and stargates yeah. and where they go. Yeah. Um. So like that's like so I rewatched um star. I can't remember the director's name. Um, oh, it's um. But it's uh, James oh, Spader damn. plays the main the main Pe- character. Uh, Kurt Russell's Wolf, uh, not Wolfgang Peterson. But um. Oh god, this is gonna man. Kill what a me great now. film. You know, just like a feel good adventure. Like we were talking yeah. about uh, after watching Lord of the Rings about adventurous films and yeah. That. And there's a scene where James Spader's character, uh, Doctor Jackson, hmm. uh, gets pulled by a a big puppet yeah, creature beast, and it has yeah. this sweeping music playing. Yeah. And I'm like, they they just I feel like they it's probably do, movie. but they don't and do that, it anymore. Yeah. You know? The practical effects are so cool and the designs of things. Yeah. And also like the Americans are such meatheads in the film too. Yeah. There's like they go through the portal. And they're like, Dr. Jackson, can, can you get us back? And he's like, no. And they're like, I, I mean, thought you could get us back. And they got their guns ready to blast every alien they I mean, see. I mean, it's typical, like... You I know, know it, 100% that would happen yeah, in real life. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of telling that like, right at the end, they're just going to blow everything up. Yeah. You know, it's like, if we can't have it, no one can. Roland Emmerich, that's who directed it, Jesus. But I was like, it just looks myself. so nice. I think it's like you said once before, like the how they they put it on film. You know, everything yeah. has that nice look to it, that yeah. vaguely smokyish kind of yeah. And you know, it's crisp film yeah. look, the and grain. It's just, yeah, and like like we like we were talking about with you know Lord of the Rings or whatever. It's like they put time and effort and care into the sets and the costumes and yeah. the world. You don't really see like, that when you think about Stargate, like the actual the movie, the original movie yeah. from like nineteen ninety four. Ninety four, yeah. Like it's not the scope isn't that big. It's it's yeah. it's a really simple story. Yeah. They go through a portal. It's they mostly find, just in the desert. Yeah, they find a civilization. Yeah. Bad guys appear. They defeat bad guys. Yeah. Done. 
And I'm like, but the way it's told, it's kind of slow yeah. exploration of and it has, it col- has, not colonization, but it's like the clash of the cultures. Yeah, and it has the 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 lore and the backstory that we love from science fiction. Yeah, but what's what's great is sometimes we'll talk about it on the show, but I think it's mainly a discussion we have off air. Hmm. Is we talk about how good science fiction and good fantasy hints at a deeper world. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what Stargate does so well. It doesn't need to take the time I mean, to have a series of six books, which don't get me wrong, I love. Like you know, but, give me all of the, that's, that's, give me all of the lore. But I also love that feeling you get after watching a movie where you're like, I wonder, yeah. and you build those, you fill in those blanks in your head. Yeah, but like, the, like um, that's the great thing about Stargate is like the movie came out and it was like the, there's so much to explore. What are they gonna do next? And they ended up making the TV show, which just expanded upon everything. Yeah, for which like, I'm gonna watch. Oh man, it's such a great show. It's but like, I, I I just love that feeling you get after watching a good a good show which has such interesting lore yeah. it's like you finish watching Star Wars right for the first time you yeah. finish watching the OG Star Wars and you yeah. hope and you're like I can imagine watching that for the first time before Empire comes out yeah. and you're like where can they go from here exactly. what's going to happen the possibi- possibilities are endless yeah yeah. which is why sequels are often disappointing is because they often just do the retread or the like the lazy yeah. thing the, the chances of having a letdown are much much higher yeah. than having so a, that's a, something I, successful yeah. that's why a great sequel often like opens things up and you know explores the lore more and stuff like that but uh keeping on the fantasy uh topic the next thing on my list is uh stardust which was the adaptation by uh from neil, neil gaiman's Gaiman. work yeah and the reason this is interesting to me is because I've been listening to New Game and Lectures, mm. and he keeps referring to it as his a- an adult fantasy novel. Mm. And I, for some reason, I always thought that it was meant for like a a family slash teenage kind of audience. Yeah. Because that's what the movie was marketed as. Mm. Now I don't know because I haven't read the book. I've seen the film, and I thought the film was like appropriate for like a family, like a, you know that eighties family target. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I'm wondering if the book's a little different because he keeps referring to it as an adult fantasy, and well, I'm like, he because he says that what's interesting is, in like the like the, the first half of the last century, yeah, when they wrote uh, fantasy, hmm. there were a lot of fantasies were just written for adults, not necessarily for children. There were just books with fantasy elements. Well, that's what written I was on mass for adults. When fantasy now, yeah, has kind of become this middle area where it's. It's that's an all ages thing because that's where the money is. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say is like he he might consider it an adult book or, you know, because kind of like how we're talking about with Lord of the Rings, it's like, yeah, it can be enjoyed by kids or whatever, but it's like, it's not. Well, Neil Gaiman, he, he, he knows what he's marketing for. Yeah. So he made Coraline, which is like the yeah. children's book. He's got a whole Quite bunch dark. of children's yeah. books under his belt. Yeah. So he refers to Stardust as an adult novel, which I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I read uh, books, I read stories mainly for adults, but Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit yeah. are all ages appropriate. And I, you know, I love those books. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to, to watch the movie and then kind of read the book. Mm. Um, especially cons- Neil Gaiman's good to get into now, listeners, if you uh, haven't like watched any of the movies or read any of the oh, books. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's, they're pulling a Stephen King with him where they're kind of trying well, to yeah. get American as much as Gods they can yeah. made. American Gods got cancelled, though. Neil Gaiman apparently yeah, says that there's still steam behind it, but that's one of those things that, where what else is they, he going to say? 
they they seem to have ran that into the ground. Like yeah. that, they, it wasn't that it wasn't that it didn't didn't have legs. Yeah, it was um, that they cut the legs off. Yeah, yeah uh, it, um, that was having troubles from season two. Yeah, Sandman is getting made, and that's a thing that exists. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Well, will exist hopefully. Um, <laughs> and the last thing on my immediate watch list, uh, which I'm kind of keen for, mm. is <laughs> Red Sonya, which I've never actually seen. I've which, not seen uh, it. Which has Arnie in it. And I don't know yeah. if it's related it's, to Conan. It, it was it was made to cash in on Conan. I think he plays a character who's supposed to be Conan, but is not legally allowed to be called Conan. Yeah, it's not Howard authorized. Yeah. And as far as I know, I may be wrong, it was a PG-13 kind of, let's make this to cash in on the success. Yeah, it's just classic sword and sorcery from yeah. what I understand. Which is what they did with Conan the Destroyer, which is the sequel to Conan the Barbarian, whereas like they, they made it PG. It's like, let's, let's open this up for the most ticket sales. And of course, that movie sucked. And the original is so good. Yeah, I haven't seen... I don't know if I've seen the Conan movies. Watch Conan the Barbarian first. Then watch... Don't watch Conan the Destroyer. It's a waste of time. And then maybe watch Red Sonja. But yeah... Conan the Barbarian's a great movie. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Well, I mean, Nathan I, needs a turn. I'm ha- oh, I was gonna say I'm halfway through the Hobbit. The Hobbit. I'll I'll uh, report back. Report I've, back on how much Peter Jackson need to pump in to make three movies out of. Oh yeah, he yeah <laughs> he uh, really had to stretch it out. Really had to uh, pad it out with unnecessary stuff. That that's actually one of the really disappointing things is like the first Hobbit movie does a pretty decent job of adapting the first part of the book, but just he just stretched it out too much. And I think there the are other little be like little details he would expand on for yeah. like twenty minutes. And, and also like even 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 though he did a decent job with the first movie, it's like I just don't like the way he changed the way the dwarfs look. Like they don't yeah. even look like dwarfs anymore. Well, on a related note, Lord of the Rings Amazon has finished. Filming, that's done. Huh? They're in post now, where all the CG gets yeah, ruins everything. Um, oh yeah. So that's that's something. They're gonna I'm, need two years just for that. That's something I never thought I'd I'd say. It's like mm. they're in post, so it's it exists. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I mean they'll probably do reshoots and stuff. Um, and, Hundred million and dollars an episode. I just can't get over it. Like it's too good to be true. Like it, it won't be good. That I'm money, not. That I'm, money should have gone to the Wheel of Time. We all know it's a comic sin. Then it went to the Lord of the Rings, which they're gonna they're gonna butcher it. Yeah. You know how you know how hard they work their employees at Amazon. You know every, oh, every yeah. dollar um, is good. <laughs> yeah. They're not a good company, <laughs> so it's like they're playing no. their employees zero. Yeah, that hundred billion dollars is not going to anyone's <laughs> yeah. paycheck. Yeah. Is there any word on um, Carnival Row season two? No, it's, it was delayed because of COVID. I, I think it was renewed, but because of COVID, yeah, I don't this, think. I think they just. Sat, I think it's just sort of sat. Because yeah. of COVID. Cause like like a lot of things now. Like, the boys managed to kind of push through and get... But know. that was filmed before. Then. Like, yeah. the same thing with Stranger Things. Who knows when we're going to see Stranger Things again? I think that's... I don't know if that's finished filming, but I yeah. think that at least they started refilming yeah, whatever. But, like, it's been, what, nearly two years? It's been a while. Yeah. Um, I, I watched Mark for Death. I finished watching oh, Mark the for Seagal, Death on yeah. Disney+. Plus, um, it's it's not good. It's Seagal it, movies were never that good. It's it's an interesting point in time. Yeah, it looks really nice. But like like we said, like movies <laughs> yeah. from that time, at least they look yeah, cool. Yeah, um, you know, Seagal's not that quite practical. He's what? not fat yet, but he's getting there. <laughs> One day we'll do an episode on like post two thousand Seagal movies. Oh, like just the terrible, terrible bottom things. of the barrel straight but, to DVD. Yeah, like I'm stuff that he produces, <laughs> yeah. and like he's like he refuses to like even pick up the gun and like look through <laughs> it. And he's just shooting stuff. And <laughs> oh, look! But there's I just 
I can't respect the man because even like even in the karate scenes in this, he does his like silly little hand flips. Oh and, like, yeah. Like a guy like sort yeah. of like does Flies. like three flips in the air and yeah. hits a barrel. And, karate, like, so. <laughs> also, he claims he did, but um, you know. Yeah. Oh, there's also a period of time where he starts talking like a black man. Um, oh my god! So th- we'll have to go through a whole cigar kind of period. It'll be a great episode. So it's uh, like po- it's like pre-Russia, post-Russia. <laughs> oh, I think that'd be great. Wasn't wasn't the, he like became like a sheriff's deputy or something? And they had a reality show. Mm-hmm. Look, the, the interesting thing we joke about cigar, but the man's had such an. He could Uninten- beat us all up. Unin- he no, to. no, he couldn't. <laughs> Unintentionally interesting career. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there was a time when people were trying to take him seriously, When I guess when he first started out. Yeah. And I, I made the joke, he could have been, like, the B-grade Chuck Norris. I can't remember who I said that to. Could I mean, we, no, I think I said B. And, Chuck Norris is yeah, the B-grade <laughs> Chuck Norris. Actually, I, I, I do, like, there are there, I have, like, a collection of um, Chuck Norris movies on Blu-ray. Like, there are some that are, Fun. Yeah. I won't say they're good, but there's a f- there's the, most of them are bad. Want? But there's a chunk of them that I really enjoy. That's what you kind of want in an action movie, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, don't get also, me wrong. It helps to have a charismatic actor who can actually act. Yeah. But like sometimes you just want fast cars, explosions, yeah. and guns. Also, when you're like me and you've seen every like ma- big budget mainstream action movie, and it's like then you start having to go down a tier. And then after a while, you have to go down a tier again. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're in death, death territory. <laughs> hey, man, that's top tier. That's God tier. <laughs> What's the S rank? Is that S- what they yeah, do? <laughs> Don't badmouth Death Stalker. Oh, man. Death Stalker's going to make a comeback. We haven't talked about it since Man vs. Movie. So it's, <laughs> oh, it's going to yeah. make a Tuesday review comeback. Mark my words. Who owns, who owns the rights now? Does technically Disney own it's, the rights It's now? a Disney property. Was yeah. it Disney? I think, yeah, I think Disney I know, I remember plus we tra- original. We, here we, we traced come. it. Yeah. Considering how the first Death Stalker starts, and like, isn't it the scene where the chick's about to get... Um, yeah, she yeah, gets, yeah, she's about to get assaulted. And, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he then proceeds. I'm like, in the current day and age, I think... He it'll, is a Disney king. It'll never be able to live up to its. Um, that could uh, gender bend it. <laughs> to, to make Deathstalk a yeah, Disney like princess. a feminist hero, that would work, right? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Play on the tropes, or you could have like a. It could be both of them. You could have two. You could have the male and the female. It's yeah. it, th- that series is such a funny franchise because Deathstalker Two is the complete opposite of Deathstalker One in a lot of regards. It's like deliberately parodying yeah. the first like movie. Like, number one took itself way too seriously, made by dudes in South America just on a lot of coke. Yeah. And Deathstalker 2 was like a guys, Mel Brooks Still on a type. lot of coke. Still on a lot of coke. More but it's a Hollywood 80s. It's much more self-aware, um, yeah. You know, like Mel Brooks-esque comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, one thing, uh, while we still have time, I want to talk about... Um, I want to try and sell the rest, apart from me Me and James have seen this movie, mm. but I want to try and sell it to the other three people in the audience here because they haven't seen it. And from what I understand, Nathan doesn't really have any drive to see it. Hmm. Is the Master, which is on my watch list. I just oh be flicking God. through my movies. Now I, I love this movie. movie. I bought it. I love it so much. Can you help me try and oh. sell this film to look, listeners and to the people look, in the audience? It's a here. hard movie to like, and it's a hard movie to sell. So I know that you know, even to people listening, like for me to go, you have to watch the Master. It's the best movie. Like it's gonna be a. It's 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 a hard watch. Like it's not a. It's not a fun, you know, mainstream movie, but it it's is so, so well done. Right? Yeah, it is like one. It looks incredible. Um, two, the performances are Look, on another plane. Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. What more do you need in a like, film? In a drama? Two, two like 
giants of like na- naturalistic performance. I don't know if that's what are the words I want they to inhabit, use. They inhabit yeah. the characters. Cam- chame- chameleonic, is that a word? Did I just invent a word? Chameleonic performances. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's such a great movie and so interesting. And if I want to sell it in a way to people, I would say it's like a fictionalized version of L. Ron Hubbard. Barely. <laughs> the movie sort of, is famously, in quotes, not Scientology, okay, so end quotes. It's, yeah. So, uh, so the, the basic premise is a gentleman comes back from war and finds World himself, War Two, yeah. Yeah, he finds himself in the company of Philip Seymour Hoffman, who essentially plays a fake yeah. L. Ron Hubbard well, before L. Ron yeah. Hubbard has made Joaquin, the Church yeah. of Scientology or the yeah. uh, the analog in the film yeah. successful. Joaquin Phoenix's character comes back from the Second World War and it's like now it's the fifties, I think, and he's kind of just wandering and like a vague aimless and listed uh listless. And then yeah, he comes across Philip Seymour Hoffman's character who is like a fictionalized version of an L. Ron Hubbard type author who is trying to kickstart this kind of religion, religion cult cult kind of thing. And it's like the early days of Scientology, but it's not Scientology. Yeah, in quotes, yeah, not Scientology uh, trademark. What uh, (laughs) what year was this film released in? 2012, I want to say. Yeah, because unfortunately, Philip Seymour Hoffman's dead now. And it's like, in my opinion, it's one of his finest movies. Oh, he was great and everything. But yeah, this is one of... Just right. So it's like yeah, I've told people I'm like you need to yeah. watch it, and they're like, yeah, I, I can see. It's one of the things where, like, my dad, for example, he he can't be bothered watching it. Yeah, but he I can see ha- on paper. Have you guys seen Inherent Vice? Yes. Yeah, I love that film. See, because that's probably even hard. That's harder to decipher. I'd say. Yeah. I, I watched that on an airplane on a 24-hour flight. That's yeah, not a too. good way. That's not <laughs> no, a good way. It is a good way to watch it because you have it. nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. watching it, and the steward was one of the stewards. Yeah, it's also a risky movie to be watching, <laughs> watching it. But me? if they don't want me to watch this movie on a plane, they don't shouldn't have it on the yeah. system. But yeah, like that that one. See, like Paul Thomas Anderson is just one of the greatest directors ever. So, but like, yeah, I if you watch his movies, you shouldn't start with The Master or Inherent Vice. Um. But I love the I love the master. I think oh, it's, it's one, amazing! It's, it's it's an interesting exploration yeah. of how cults form, and also yeah. also like if you're like me, like I have an academic interest in Scientology, kind of. Yeah, it's like I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, so it's an interesting thing where you, to see the. Of course, it's not real, but like the inside being a fly on the wall. Yeah, and okay, it's it's like a fake interpretation, so it's not the actual yeah. practices of the church. But it's like a fictionalized version. Yeah, and there's like interesting practices but that they do, walking yeah. from one wall to another to kind yeah. of. That's get also into not a what trance. the movie's about. The no. movie's a character study of these guys. Yeah, who kind but it's of like there's a lot of interesting choreography, interesting cinematography. Yeah. Oh, it's an amazing movie. Yeah. yeah. Alum Nathan Christian, you should watch it. Give it a go. See how it feels. <laughs> if we didn't want to start with watch, something as heavy as the Master, what would we watch? Watch the Kid oh, Detective. In, in terms of no, 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 in terms of Paul Thomas Anderson, I'd say there will be blood. That's is, on my list as is, well. Is an is a, it's still it's still it's not an easy, light film. It's still a very heavy drama, but it's much more easy to follow, and um, conventional, quote unquote. Well, so I'd say start with that, and if you like that, then maybe watch The Master. I still have to watch. Um, on my list, I've still got to watch Heart Eight and Punch Drunk Love. Heart Eight's a good one. 
Heart Eight is very good. You could you could watch with you could start with Heart Eight or There Will Be Blood. Punch Drunk Love is very good, but it's also a bit hard to get into because it's so manic and it it gave me anxiety. Like it's one of those. It's kind got of, the Sandman in it. Yeah, it's got Adam Sandler in it, but it not not goofy Adam Sandler like. Depressed Adam Sandler. Depressed. He has those two Dram- modes. Drama, yeah. yeah. He has, Dra- Adam Sandler Adam Sandler has goofy Adam Sandler, and then there's like suicidal but, Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah, but what, like a switch. But what Paul Thomas Anderson does so well in Punch Drunk Love, which came out in like 2002. So I still this was, haven't seen this it. This was before Adam Sandler was tr- kind of transitioned into drama. So he was still the crazy comedy guy. Paul Thomas Anderson kind of utilized Adam Sandler's strength which is the yelly, yelling kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that that's one of the reasons it's so effective because he's in a dramatic, more serious role, but it's still a very Adam Sandler yeah. Yeah. It's such a great movie. It's, yeah, I've never seen it. Um, I'm looking, Paul it's, on my, it's on my list. They're all, all these movies on yeah. my list. Uh, t- 12 out of 10. He's like one of the best filmmakers um, ever. Also, one of the movies I watched most recently was The Kid Detective. Yeah, I want to watch that. Um, I because uh, Amazon Prime now has like a, a video rental service mm. that's re like quite reasonable. Uh, I rented it for like three bucks or something like that. Yeah, um, it was really good. Like, Which is funny, we talk on the show. Well, sorry, Nathan, to start, but we talk on the show all the time about have about how we don't really have access. Yeah, like easy access to films, mm. and it's like if you can't get the rights to like have like a streaming film, yeah. having an easy access rental service for interesting films on like like Amazon's web store, yeah. for example, like somewhere where you would get the stranger kind of, like we say, bargain bin assortment of strange goods. Yeah. Um, having be, Being able to rent strange films is a huge strength yeah. for the Amazon service. Oh, but it's, it's, it's what Nathan just said proves what we always say is just let us pay for it and we exactly. will. I don't, I don't want to pirate. Yeah. No, no one does. Um, <laughs> Adam, Adam's sitting there laughing. <laughs> um, Army hate. <laughs> um, no, it, it's a good movie. Adam Brody plays a Beppelbaum, a famous, like, oh, in his time when he was a kid, he was a famous yeah. child detective. It's like a Nancy Drew, um, what do you Like, call yeah, it? and uh, he sort of, you know, he made some Hardy money. boys. He sort of made some money writing. Now he's like an adult. He's like in his mid-30s. He's like riding the coattails of like yeah. his childhood fame. Um, and he's a... Uh, and like, you know, he solved a lot of cases, but there was like a kid went missing and he couldn't solve it. Yeah. And that was like the specter that sort of ruined his career as like a child. Yeah, haunted him. Um, and uh, he gets another sort of case that mm. he has to solve involving another disappearance. And mm. they sort of turn out to be linked. And it's like him trying to solve yeah. the mystery that sort of haunts him. And like the current mystery. And so very good. Like I thought it would be a little bit gimmicky, you know, a bit of like yeah. shtick. Yeah. But it actually is a really good sort of noir crime. Yeah, I've sort heard of it's good, detective good like neo noir. And like the ending is ten out of ten. Yeah. Like you didn't expect like it's one of those movies that sort of it hits you real hard right at the end. Yeah. It doesn't it, it doesn't lead you it's like leads you in that direction slowly and you don't think it's gonna do what it does. Yeah. It's um it's noise. Mm. Yeah, I, I really wanted to check that out. Um, there's so much stuff to watch. There's so awesome. little time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Anyone else got anything? Um, I'll throw down something. Yeah. This is the weeb talks talking. <laughs> no, but um, Attack on Titan, um, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of reached uh, a wider audience than most animes usually do. Uh, I'd say it's more of, if even mainstream individuals that know a little bit about anime, they're like, oh yeah, I know Attack on Titan. 
um, because it rose to like such meteoric popularity in like yeah. 2013 was the first season. Um, and then they're like, oh, you know, we'll just write the coattails of this for the next four years and not release anything. Um, but after that, obviously, there, there ended up being another two seasons. And now um, the final season is airing. Okay. So for people that kind of obviously stuck on for that first season and were just waiting for a, a new season that never came out, um, it's now probably a better time to go back and start from the start and kind of complete how, it. How many it. episodes a season? Uh, so first season was 25. Second season, which was a bit disappointing, was like 12. Okay. Um, next season was about 25 again, and the final one would be 25. They did that weird thing with... Um What's it? The other, the Netflix anime. Oh, they did a, uh, a live action film of sorts. No, no, yeah. no. I'm t- they did the similar thing. I forget the name of it now. I've seen like the first couple of seasons. Um, what is it? The Seven Deadly Sins. They did a similar thing like that. Yeah, where the first episode, like the first season, has a nice amount of episodes, and the second season's like four episodes. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. no, 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 no that, 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 that was that's, a. That, that's more like a. That was a strange business decision. It's four episodes is not a season. They had the third that season, was which like is technically... That more like an OVA slash filler kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, but they yeah. more yeah. The, the, the third season is more like the second season. It was just... I think they weren't expecting the original season to be as popular as it was. Mm. And so rather than start working on that next season, they just started milking it in other ways, like live action films, yeah. that kind of thing. And that really turned a lot of people off, which, like I said, this is something that, again, a lot of the mainstream people were watching as well. They weren't traditionally into anime. Live um, action's a problem with a lot of anime, isn't uh, it, as well? Because usually again, it'll be a Japanese production. And if you're a Western-leaning, sort of, you're a Western audience member, yeah. and you see some like some sort of cheap live action version... The production value is never very good. And the production value is not good. Um, it kind of throws a lot of people off, especially yeah. usually when the anime is a very high quality. Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of stuff you can't do yeah. well live action. That ha- Animes go mad. Right? They go wild yeah. with all kinds of effects and abilities and yeah. shonen-esque and, adventures. Yeah. And the and live action, d- they try with the CGI, but it's like a small Japanese studio trying yeah, to do... Just, it's, not, it's not possible. Yeah. But for anyone that obviously did enjoy the first season, um, the th- I think the third season was actually really, really good as well. So, like, if you want to finish it as it yeah, finishes... Yeah, it's something I'm interested in, but I just never got into. Yeah. So, maybe when it finishes... Yeah, it's I a can... nice time to be able to... Is it on Netflix, it. or is it... Um, It's on something. Okay. Anime so Lab. Anime Lab, most likely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's something I was always interested in. There's so many animes where I'm like, oh, that looks really interesting, but it's just it's hard to get into. It's hard to get into, and they frequently end terribly. Yeah. Which does yeah. chance... The it's not a, fa- it's not a fulfilling community. Um, and and it- <laughs> frequently, something you really, really will love... Yeah is just a one season kind of thing. Because yeah, anime like, anime does has two extremes. One season or seven million seasons. Yeah. It's like Dora Hidora <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. I, I love the first oh. season. I'm like, are they going to make more? Apparently. I, yeah. When? Who I knows? watched that. I really liked it. Yeah, Netflix like, is an yeah. anime jail though. They because they like their uh, <laughs> yeah. the subbing or the dubbing tap and, and then they'll release the whole thing at once which is just, I don't know, silly. But um, the main like premise behind a lot of anime is is to sell the source material yeah it's all primarily done so you can actually sell the manga itself so for something that's like completed it doesn't always make sense to yeah uh give an anime that's why we, you might see something really awesome and then they're just like well read the read the manga and I'm like, no i want to watch it <laughs> oh man yeah netflix is um they're really going strong on the anime. Well, but it makes sense because of COVID, right? So they're going hard on true. they're going hard on anime this yeah. year because it can be done in a safe way. Yeah, but it's also like um, it's probably just cheap and easy for them yeah. to. They, they got something like I saw some animes like they got over twenty different animes coming out this year alone. Nice. If they would just do the decent thing, release it episode per week, subbed, 
and then release a dub at the end, like a few months later, I think yeah. everyone will be super happy. The Why biggest not? hate um, a lot of anime fans have of Netflix is they will it's always late. they will sanction it, and it'll come out in Japan hmm. week by week in Japanese. Everyone's happy, hmm. but then if you want to watch it here, you have to basically wait three extra months for somebody to dub it, and then it's available. Because they want they... the dub and sub available simultaneously. Oh, okay. Because oh, they have to wait for the translation yeah. and the... Okay, yeah. Yeah, the voice acting. The yeah. voice acting, which is always the, the difficult part, which I'm like, eh, come on. And look, like it or not, week to week would keep subscribers. Yeah. Like it or not, Disney, yeah, that's the, the way Disney's, Disney's going. Yeah. Well, we discussed Netflix is just like, we have everything, come, come subscribe to yeah. us. It's... Whereas Netflix and some other... Streaming services are well, like we got know, week to week. We, you we have joke, to stay we joke with about us. it, but the only reason I have Netflix is because Riverdale comes out week by week. <laughs> okay, so this is the I'm time joking, where I'm Nathan joking, talks yeah. about Riverdale. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm. Um, I watched. Um, I, I don't know if you guys saw the that promising young woman. That um, did you guys see the trailer for that? It was like right. I think right before the the pandemic, they released yeah. the trailer, and um, it's like a. I don't want to call it a rape revenge film because it's not, but it was like that kind of thing. Okay. But it's uh, that was really good. I really liked that. It was way different than I original? thought it would be. No, no, it wasn't Netflix. It oh. was um, just a, a, movie. No, a normal... Yeah, it was supposed to be a theatrical release before the oh, okay. pandemic. Then the pandemic and got delayed and got delayed. And it finally came out, I think, early this year or late last year. I can't remember. But that yeah, it was different than I thought it would be. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was good. That's about all the time we've got. Stay tuned to next week, next week sorry, when we discuss, what, Godzilla versus Kong, whether you like it or not, James. I, 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 if you want to... Uh, oh, you won't it. be here, will you? So. Yeah, but I'll call in. Uh, I'll yeah, call, yeah. call in, yeah, yeah. Call in while we just don't answer the phone. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> hack through Team Viewer. You know, just change it up. Be like, listen to me. I want to talk about this movie. Hey, I'm just doing... You haven't even seen it yet. Yeah, but I know it's going to be good. It's not going to be good. It's going to be... Wait, wait, did you see The Last King of Monsters or whatever it was? Uh, uh, he watched like five minutes of my house. And then I've watched like basically the, the film in a nutshell. Um, but I have to watch Kong Skull Island. Which Kong I'm Skull Island was okay, I yeah. guess. But the, really, we're watching for Mechagodzilla is the real thing we're watching for. Oh, man, I saw a clip of it. It looks terrible. Like it, it I'll looks, be the judge of that CGI. It, it's not even the CGI. It's the design of it. Yeah. They did a really bad job. Oh, man, so disappointed. Who this doesn't is, want to see Titans fight, you know? But so, this is this is my like I love I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I've seen all the Japanese movies. I really, really like like that kind of I love giant monsters fighting. But the new kind of American CGI guy I, I just I don't I'm not down for it. Just it's not it's not fun. Like it's just ugly CGI hey, boring. Hey. You could say the same about Transformers, but it's fun, damn it. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's, it's terrible. Trash. <laughs> it's fun trash. <laughs> I, I think this is all the time we got for the show. Yeah, yeah that, that, thank you for listening. Please, please, please stop recording now. Like I'm and done. share the Tuesday Review on Facebook. You can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You add it Spotify, iTunes. Um, yeah. Adios, Cousins, and Tokyo Drift is the best fast. No, yes, it's it not. Is.